Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. It's back to school season, which means families are adjusting to new routines, including what they're buying at the grocery store. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Brandon Scholes, the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Grocers Association, tells me how grocery stores are adjusting to changing trends and their customers' new schedules. Well, you know, over the last couple of years, things changed dramatically because when COVID hit and the school shut down, that changed not only the, the school lunch program, but also what parents prepared for their kids in their lunch boxes and backpacks. So you were, you know, you were moving to three meals a day at home, and you saw things like family meals month in September. But now that we've kind of moved out of that cycle, and while family meals month are still important, and you still do see a lot of three meals a day, you know, you're back now to uh, preparation for lunch. Are you making kids sandwiches? Are you, you know, preparing something to put in a container? So you, you, are, you have shifted from making meals at home to back to that traditional, what are you going to put in the kids' lunchbox? For families listening to this, are there certain sales that usually happen this time of year with food retailers? Well, you might be surprised to know that grocers know when school starts and they're going to put stuff on sale. So you can look for combo things that they also get help from their suppliers, whether it's, you know, um, Besides just kind of the basic sandwiches and, and chips and things like that, you might see fruit on sale. You might see, you know, healthier uh, products on sale. There's been a lot of uh, push towards more nutritional eating, more nutritional habits. So I think you might find, you know, moms and dads looking for things like that in the store that they could put in the lunchbox that are either maybe already prepared, so, a, you know, a nutrition bar, um, protein bar in addition to a sandwich, in addition to a piece of fruit and, you know, a container of milk. Now, those are the sorts of things that kind of go to healthy eating, good nutrition, uh, easy to put together, stuff that kids like. You know, speaking of milk, Brandon, milk is an option at school if you're eating school lunch. Any insight to, to the popular lunch beverages that are going off the shelves at grocery stores, though, for kids that bring their lunch to school? If you walk through the beverage and soft drink section lately, you, you have a you have a selection that will you know boggle your mind. Everything from you know a, you know protein drink and a health drink to something that's a, you know a, a diet zero kind of soft drink to all sorts of juices. And now you see all these high end protein drinks coming through. So a lot of choices out there, and it's tough for parents to try and figure out what is the best option for their kids because. Sometimes parents and kids don't agree on what the best things are to buy in the store. Parents are always right, but sometimes they got to give it to their kids, too. Well, and it's got to be hard for our grocery stores, too, to decide what takes up that valuable shelf space. What do grocers have to think about, or what's that process, and what goes on the shelf and what just can't have the room? But like I said, it's been a transition to kind of get back to normal shopping after we went through COVID and people had changed their shopping habits somewhat. But what grocers look for, obviously, they look for what their customers are buying. That's the first signal of what you want to continue to keep on shelf. Everybody tunes into what's the newest trend, what is, you know, what's the newest thing out there. Certainly the manufacturers of these products are working with their grocers to 
let them know what new products are coming down the way, whether it's a, you know, a, uh, maybe it's a new flavor of bread or maybe it's a new uh, process, you know, maybe it's a new sliced meat in the deli. Could be new cheeses uh, that Wisconsin dairy farmers are putting together. Uh, like I said, any of those things that go in the lunchbox, it's what grocers are looking at. They're looking to see what sort of trends there are. You know, are parents buying the same things for their kids uh, that they've bought in the past? You, you pay a lot of attention to what's what's going on out there for the manufacturing side, but also social media plays a role because you can tap into what, what kids are talking about and, you know, what they may like. You maybe find out some answers you don't want to find out. <laughs> well, hey, another thing on my mind, aside from, you know, it's back to school season, the weather that we've been having, not just here locally, but across the United States, we're talking during a heat wave. California just got off of a record uh, tropical storm. There were wildfires going on in Hawaii. And I, I just wanted to, to tune in to see if that is something that grocers have to be aware of, too, when it comes to their own supply chain you know stephanie is a great question because people may not understand that they're that the food that they buy in grocery stores comes from not only all over wisconsin but it comes from across the country from south america from mexico and from europe so food whether it's processed or fresh or, or you know prepared comes from all over and and when you have these natural disasters as as well as other I want to say man-made disasters. So, for example, the supply chain for the last couple of years has really been out of whack because it hasn't had enough workers, and that's why you've seen a lot of things in grocery stores be in short supply or empty shelves. But every day, every week, grocers have to be, you know, on their toes working with their suppliers to see if, you know, the, the tropical storm Hillary that's landed in California is really going to impact harvesting of, of strawberries or lettuce or any kind of fruits and vegetables. Does the weather across the country really impact the growth? I mean, you know, far, farmers in Wisconsin and across the country have been dealing with droughts and, and things that have really either hurt harvest and production or certainly have changed and slowed it down. So not only as a grocer do you have to be on your toes to see what's coming, but if you're a supplier and, you know, if you're supplying, you know, tomatoes and the weather goes bad and the crop goes bad, you've got to find out if you could find tomatoes from other parts in the country or in South America or elsewhere to make sure that you meet the demand from your grocers. So there, there are a lot of people involved in trying to make sure that not only are you putting current contemporary, you know, higher demand things on the shelves, but also that you have the ability to supply those typical traditional items uh, that are impacted by weather and natural disasters and man-made disasters. And quickly, too, because you have to turn around fast when it comes to perishable items. If people don't buy the fruits and vegetables and the meat in the meat department and some of the other things, grocers don't get to send them back. They're either sold or they're not sold, and, you know, it's, uh, you donate the product. But, yeah, it's, it's a short turnaround on all of those things. And if you imagine that short turnaround, let's just say you get some fruits and vegetables and you got a couple of days or a week to sell it. If you're not selling it, you know, you don't have a chance to recover it. And then you're thinking, okay, what else do I get to replace that? So it's really, it's, it's a kind of a day-to-day -day thing where you, you're watching what's out there in season. 
So, Brandon, any particular products that grocers are having a hard time sourcing today? You know, Stephanie, today as it goes, there's nothing specific that's out there. And as I mentioned, you're continually watching what happens when you have something like a tropical storm in California or, you know, a drought in another country that produces products or a supply chain that may not have the ingredients to produce a product or maybe you don't have enough workers uh, on that chain to produce whatever it is, whether you make it pizzas or, you know, you're in the cattle processing place. You just have to watch it on a daily and weekly basis to see what changes are coming and try and accommodate when that happens. As of today, you know, there's nothing out there that, that there's, no, um, there's no recall on food safety items. Uh, we don't have any major catastrophes like avian flu that shut down the chicken and turkey business. And so, you know, we're just kind of watching to see what comes. I think, I think we'll, there will be a lot of attention spent on what does the tropical storm in California do to fruit and vegetable production, harvest, and planting, and if it, if it is going to impact those fields in that part of the state. A developing story there. Brandon Scholz along with us speaking to the recent weather events happening around the country that may impact the grocery store supply chain. It also comes at a time where everyone is getting ready for their back-to-school routines and adjusted shopping habits. Brandon Scholz is the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Grocers Association. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.